Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today's a Vanderpump Rules recap episode, and this whole episode didn't it feel like Kristen was like circling the waters like Jaws. Like, the whole episode, I felt like in the background I could hear like the da 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 da. Wait, <laughs> wait, that's Pink Panther. I meant to do the Jaws theme. <laughs> What's the Jaws theme? <laughs> What the fuck's the why do why is the Pink Panther theme song in my head? <laughs> anyway, it was the I felt like I heard the Jaws theme or the Pink Panther theme, either or. The point is, Kristen was really alive this episode, and I just kept waiting for Crazy Kristen to come out, and she sure did. She sure did. So we're gonna get to the episode in a second. Before we do, I have to talk about a couple other things. Number one, um, there's a couple shows on right now that I need to recommend that are so fantastic. The first is The Other Two on Comedy Central. It's so fucking funny. If you haven't watched it, please do. There's so many like Housewife Bravo references. Tinsley was in the second episode. I swear, if you, I mean, if you're listening to the show and you like it, then I promise it's like a similar sense of humor. It's so funny. I love it. And then also, there's a show on Hulu called Pen15. And it's about these two young girls, these two girls who are actually in real life, they're in their 30s, but they play middle schoolers in the year 2000. So they play seventh graders in the year 2000. And it's so hilarious, but it's also heartfelt. They handle like a lot of issues like divorce and, you know, coming of age sexuality and all the sorts of things. And, you know, it's about these two young women coming of age, which is something we rarely see on screen. You know, we always see boys coming of age on on screen. So it's refreshing in that way, but it's also just so brilliantly written. Matt and I binged the first 10 episodes this weekend and I'm like dying for more. It's it's so funny, but it's also kind of sad and heart-wrenching and I just I can't recommend it enough. And also as someone who was like like around middle school in the year 2000, they hit like so many things that were so relatable. There's like all this nostalgic factor like with the music and with the technology, and it really like brought me back. It really brought me back. There's like a whole episode about the movie Wild Things. <laughs> Remember the Denise Richards movie, Nev Campbell? I mean, it's just, I can't recommend it enough. And it also sent me into this like nostalgia spiral. Like, I literally, like, I went on YouTube, and first of all, like, I get in these YouTube holes very often. <laughs> I cannot stop myself. But I got in like this 90s YouTube hole where I was just like watching 90s commercials on YouTube. Did you know you could watch like compilations of 90s commercials or 80s commercials or commercials from the early 2000s? It's like so bizarre. But I literally found this video. It was like an hour and a half of just 90s commercials. And I just was watching it forever, like as if it was a fucking movie. And then it led me to this video. I was like watching. (laughs) This is going to make me sound crazy. Whatever, you guys get it. I watched like a whole 90 minute video of like someone's birthday party at DC's Discovery Zone. <laughs> Do you remember that place? DZ Discovery Zone was like this place. It was kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese, but it was a little more adventuresome. <laughs> It was like a, they had a ball pit and it was like really fun and adventure And I never had my birthday party there, but I went to birthday parties there. And I was always so jealous of the people that had their birthday parties there because my family couldn't afford it. But I went to some and it was always like the most fun. But literally, like I watched someone's birthday party there. Like it was the craziest thing you could find it on YouTube, just people's full birthday parties, like camcorder footage from 1996. And it was so funny, but joyous. And then, you guys, then I like went on Amazon. <laughs> it was like this whole nostalgia spiral this past weekend. I went on Amazon and I started buying things for my youth that I do not need. Like I do not have room for, I do not need. At l- one point, I legit bought, <laughs> this is embarrassing, pullover. <laughs> pullover if you're driving. I bought McDonald's Space Jam Happy Meal toys. Like on Amazon. I'm not proud of this. Like I'm living my truth and I'm telling you guys, but I'm not proud of this. And you know, I'm I'm telling you all so that I don't do it again in the future. But I literally bought these Space Jam stuffed animals that were McDonald's 
Happy Meal toys from 1996 or whenever that movie came out, whenever the fuck that was. And I bought them and they'll be arriving at some point and, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting day, but here I am, here I am out loud and proud, but I couldn't stop myself. And there were other things like I was looking to buy. But when I was in that YouTube spiral, it also led me to these videos that were like Happy Meal toys from the 90s. God, I'm like a big nerd, but I did buy a bunch of shit that I do not need. And I'm looking forward to my Daffy Duck stuffed animal <laughs> arriving in the mail. <laughs> Matt's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Matt's always like, what the fuck? Like every time something, a package arrives for me, he's like, what is this? What do you need this for? <laughs> Oh man. Um in that YouTube spiral too, I was watching like a Skittles commercial from the nineties and Amanda Pete showed up and I was like, Ooh, Amanda Pete <laughs> It was like, of course, like there were celebrities in these nineties commercials. But for some reason I got so excited I was like gonna tweet about it. I was like, No one gives a shit. <laughs> oh, but I get in these nostalgia spirals and I think it's because of like the state of the world, you know, that we're in right now, like with the news cycle being so dark and Everything can be kind of depressing that I always just want to travel back in time. And so I did. And you can on YouTube. There's everything on YouTube. You can literally watch anything. There were commercials. There's a whole compilation of now commercials. You know, the CD collection. (laughs) You know, those CDs now, like now 70. We're on now 69 or past that at this point. But you can watch like the old now commercials. So I was watching like now four and it was like Mandy Moore's candy and you know like Ah oh, Wow. I love the youth. I love my youth. Okay, so speaking of we actually we weren't speaking of this, but I wanna talk about the schedule for the podcast. <laughs> so I didn't have an episode earlier today. I wanted to say that I'm going to be covering Vanderpump rules. I'm still trying to cover that regularly, which I've been doing. And then Real Houses of Beverly Hills starts this week. So I'm going to be recapping the premiere episode this week. It's going to be me solo. I know some of you like me solo. Some of you prefer me with a guest. I get it. But the Beverly Hills recap this week is going to be me me solo. And then there'll be a Lindsay Lohan Beach Club episode on Thursday with a guest. And so I think we're still going to be sticking to three episodes a week. There's just going to be less of those episodes that I call pop dives, which I love doing, but they're very time-consuming to make and edit and all that kind of good stuff. So there will be more of those. They're just not going to be as frequent because uh, they're just hard for me to handle. And we have so many housewives. I don't want to ignore Real Houses of Beverly Hills because I'm super excited about it. So let's get to this episode of Vanderpump Rules. One more thing before I do, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast, please head on over to the Everything Iconic Patreon. It's patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you can donate $4 or more per month and get access to all of the bonus episodes. I just did a recap of the dinner party from hell, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode from season one. Wow, that was an episode. Of course, that's the one where Taylor Armstrong stands up and says, enough, enough. To stand up and say stop. Why you stand up and say stop? I can't stop you because you've off your locker. Oh, really? Yeah. I think think about you. Okay, enough. Girls, enough. 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 We're not doing this anymore. I'm not having this anymore. Enough. Get up. And that's also the one where Taylor Armstrong tells Kim at the table. She says, I don't want to talk to you. And then Kim says, do me a favor and don't. my favorite it's my favorite moment like do me a favor and don't all of a sudden i hear kim and taylor fighting again what is this contagious i saw you dance please do me a favor because such a kim richards comeback (laughs) and then meanwhile alison Debaugh's just smoking that cigarette i mean it is a thrilling episode there's a recap over on patreon so uh, the money, I'm doing one bonus episode a month, I'm promising, but hopefully we'll do a little bit more. And more importantly, the money just helps to support this podcast, so thank you all that are over there. Now let's get to this episode of Vanderpump Rules. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It should have been called Kristen Rules, because this was Kristen's shining, shining moment. And I, again, I know people hate Kristen, so... Apologies. Last week, of course, Lala invited everyone on the Peter Jennings, which is what I'm calling the private jet. She invited everyone to go to Solvang, which is, of course, a two-hour drive, less than that if you're from the Valley. And they're taking a private jet, which was 20 minutes. Again, I don't think it's environmentally friendly to take a private jet 20 minutes. Also, I'm concerned about the money. I know it's not my business, but where's this money coming from? Like, I know that Randall produces movies. But do I don't think producers make that much money. Like, I don't think it's... But maybe, you know, he's got some investments that I'm not aware of. But I think we need to get the paperwork on that, because I'm very curious where this money is coming from. Be able to take a private jet where, whenever you want to go 20 minutes. And he wasn't even on the jet. He was giving it to Lala. You know, he was... <laughs> what's her handle? Give, give me Lala or give him Lala. Yeah, he was giving Lala Peter Jennings to go to Solvang. So, I don't know. I don't think it's good for the environment or the pocketbook, but who am I to judge? Anyway, we open this episode with Lisa showing up to Sir Hungover. Again, I love drunk Lisa. She was so fun. She said that she hasn't been that hungover since 1985 when she got pregnant. <laughs> I I love when Lisa's like a little bit looser, you know what I mean? She's loose. Then we cut to Kristen, Lala, and Ariana meeting, and... Kristen tells the girls that she was uninvited to the opening of Tom Tom, the Daily Mail party. And she says, I'm part of the Sir family, whether Lisa wants to know it or not. And I've been saying this for years, like, well, not years, like maybe a month or two. Kristen is part of the show, and Vanderpump, I love when Vanderpump throws some shade at Kristen because Kristen does deserve that. But sometimes I feel like it crosses the line, and it's like, okay, you're not getting rid of her. She's been around this long, she's hanging on. And also, this group is just clearly good friends in real life, so I feel like they're not just going to get rid of one of their friends. So Kristen's just there. Whether we like it or not, she's sticking around. Which is interesting. Like I don't know that we'll get rid of any of these people. I don't think that any of this cast is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. I think it's like, if the show gets canceled, you know, then some of them might go. But I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about the mortality of Vanderpump Rules. Because I don't know how long it's going to go on for it. I'm very curious how long it will go on for. And I wonder when people are going to start leaving. Like, we almost got rid of Stasi, and now I feel like Stasi's more vital to the show than ever before. You know? And no one else, who else is going to go? No one's moving, no one's... I could see Jax and Brittany maybe moving to Oklahoma or something, but I don't think they would move until after the show is done. So anyway, Kristen, Lala, and Ariana are talking about this trip to Solvang. Kristen, of course, gets travel anxiety, which I do too. I get that. Matt actually gets worse travel anxiety than I do. And I know it can be stressful to travel with someone with anxiety. It can be really, really bad. And I can only imagine what a nightmare Kristen has to travel with. <laughs> I would not. As much as I love her, I would not want to travel with her. Mm-mm. Kristen also reveals that her and Carter fight a lot. And we haven't seen any of this because we really see very little of their relationship. But we did see a flashback to them fighting about the emptying, about emptying the dishwasher, which was so relatable. <laughs> like that's literally every day in my house. Like Matt and I just fight about the dishwasher, and I don't think we are as bad as Kristen and Carter were in that clip. But most of our fights revolve around the dishwasher and the closet, like the hall closet. Like we always argue about like what's in the hall closet, because I use it as sort of like a junk closet, and Matt doesn't like how disorganized I am with that hall closet. But I'm clean and organized other areas of my life, but in that closet, you know, I like to be a mess. I <laughs> I also like to keep my car a mess. I know that's neither here nor there, but I keep my car like a total shithole. <laughs> and I feel like it allows me to like because I'm so type A when it comes to everything else and like organized and clean and neat that I like having my car just being like a total garbage bag. You know, like you just get in the car and there's just empty water bottles everywhere. Like 
you know, people think I'm going to the recycling bin, and it's like, nope, this is just what my car looks like. <laughs> There's just plenty of empty bottles. Um, empty water bottles, not empty, like, liquor bottles. I'm not a t- I'm not, I'm not a 20-something anymore. Anyway, I wonder if Kristen and Carter are going to break up. I don't know. You know what's... You guys, we got to talk about something very important. Did you hear that Lala said she's not drinking because she broke a hurricane-proof window? Okay, so let's stop. Let's all take a moment and let's think about this. A hurricane-proof window is... That's a strong, you know, level of glass. A hurricane-proof window, like, they don't just make those willy-nilly. Like, those aren't just, like, you know, real flimsy. (laughs) They're hurricane-proof. Lala broke one because she was so drunk? Where is that footage? How did it happen? I was Googling hurricane-proof windows. I need to know, like, where it was at. And you know why producers weren't there, why there were no cameramen. I know we're not following these people around 24-7, but I feel like we need to get more GoPros on these people at all hours of the day. I've said before, and I'll say it again, we need to get a GoPro on that Bubba picture in Katie and Tom's apartment. We need to get a GoPro in their cars. And we need to get a GoPro on Randall. I'm adding him to the list. I need a GoPro on him at all times so that when something like this happens, we can see Lala just break in a hurricane-proof window. I need that footage on my TV. And I think it's important to have a GoPro on Randall because it seems like Lala's doing a lot of interesting things lately. She's filming a fucking movie with Al Pacino. Al fucking Pacino. Did you guys see that? I don't know what she's wearing. (laughs) I saw a still shot of her in like a brown outfit and she's clearly in a period it's a period piece i'm not sure what pe- which period it is looks like maybe the 20s maybe the 40s i'm not quite sure i'm not good with decades <laughs> but i do know that it's not the current age we're in i do know that much even though her eyebrows might you know indicate that it is the current day and age however i think we need a gopro on that set i'd like to see why aren't we seeing lala filming anything she was in that sorority movie that she must have filmed around last season. Like, why aren't the Vanderpump people showing us that? It's like they're trying to pretend that these people aren't doing any, like, real-world stuff. And I need to see Lala filming all of these movies. So let's get I, let's get the GoPro on Randall or Al Pacino or whoever we got to put it on. Like, <laughs> could you imagine? Like, the producers calling up Al Pacino's, you know, publicist or whatever and being like, hey, can we put a GoPro on you so we can get footage of Lala for Vanderpump Rules? <laughs> I would love it, you guys. That's what we need. That's what I'm demanding for next season. A GoPro on Al Pacino so that we get all the footage on set. So, okay, so more to the point, I need to know what happened with that hurricane-proof window. Do you remember that story last season about Katie falling through the skylight? I never felt that we got like a clear picture of what happened there. I know that she did explain the story, but I still feel like we didn't I don't know exactly what happened or how it happened, or I just want more information. And so these are things that I don't think that should be just glossed over. Like, I would like the whole episode to stop, and I would like something, I don't care if they have to do fucking animation on screen. I would be fine with that if they just put animation on, and they did like a an animated retelling of how Lala broke the window, or how Katie fell out of the skylight. Because I'm left with more questions than answers. And I already feel like Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club is an episode of Lost. I've said that before. Lindsay's the smoke monster of that show. And now I'm starting to think Vanderpump Rules is like an episode of Lost. Like, I don't want to leave the show where I have more questions than answers. So please, if you have to tell it via animation, fine. If you have to put a GoPro on someone, a respected actor, fine. I just need more information about these things that happen because they just sort of gloss over it. I'm tired of it. Enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough. <laughs> do me a favor and don't. Okay. So then we see Jackson, Brittany, and Katie and Stassi go to a possible engagement party venue. And Brittany said she thought fairies were real growing up. She said, I'm a true believer. <laughs> it was adorable and I loved it. She also said that she's been buying decorations off Amazon for the last month for her engagement party. And you guys, Brittany's winning me back. I was, I turned on her earlier in the season. And now she's winning me back because she's shopping on Amazon. And I, I too, 
I too shop on Amazon. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Brittany was one day shopping on Amazon for some Space Jam McDonald's toys. She feels like that kind of person to me. And, you know, relatable. Relatable queen. And I'm not, I'm sure I'll turn on her again in five minutes or by the end of the episode. But at this moment, I was really falling for Brittany. Although I do think it's irresponsible for them to be spending $14,205 on an engagement party. That seems too expensive for them. You know, if this was Lala and Randall, I would say, yeah, that makes sense. But Jackson, Brittany, like, I know they're going to be bringing money in for the Mima beer cheese, but that business ain't off the ground yet. It's not. So where is this money coming from? It's from the Vanderpump Rules cast salaries, maybe. Maybe. But I just would like them to save. Especially they want kids. We know this show's not going to go on forever. Who knows how the Mima's beer cheese is going to go? Who knows? So, you know, I know they want to have a nice little party, but I would just like to tell them to be careful. And they know their finances better than I do. That said, be careful. You guys, P.S., I was <laughs> I was on a podcast called What's Your, Jer- What's Your Jersey last week, and at the end of the show, they asked me to do, to sing Britney Spears' Toxic in the voice of Britney from Vanderpump Rules. And let me just tell you, that was a joy for me. Don't you know that you're toxic? Wait, I can't do it. I am on the brim of freaking out. Don't you know that you're toxic? <laughs> I'm already on the brim of freaking out. Let's see. Stassi also talked in her confessional about Jax stealing things, which is a problematic thing. We know that Jax has a history of stealing, and she's she questioned it herself in the confessional. She's like, maybe he's a klepto. And you're right, I think he is. And then Brittany said that they can all start having kids together. She said that to Stassi and Katie, because they were all talking about, like, who's next to get married? Stassi said, probably me. And that started stressing me out. Like, really stressing me out. Like, I was on the brim of freaking out at that point. Because I just feel like, I'm, I don't know what it is. Is it, Maybe it's because I'm a similar age, so the thought of, like, them having kids before me really fucking fucks with my mind. Because I feel like, I should be having, I feel like I should be further along in life than they are, but I'm not. The fact of the matter is I'm not. And, you know, I know I'm a little bit, uh, slightly younger than them, I think, most of them, particularly Jax, but something about them having kids really fucks with my mind. It's a mind fuck, and I don't, like, it. I'm on the brim of freaking out. Right now, as I'm talking about it, I'm like sweating, <laughs> I'm like shaking and sweating. Ugh. And Brittany and Jax, they're doing couples therapy. I think it's good. I think it's everyone should be in therapy at some point in their lives. It's always good to do therapy. You know what? We have to talk about, you guys, the pastor. We haven't talked about that on the show. Did you guys see the information about who their pastor is? Look it up. It, it, the pastor has said a lot of anti-LGBT things in public forums. And I feel like that's going to bite them in the ass even more coming up. It already has. Like there, It's already been picked up on like Reddit threads and, and the internet. And, you know, Brittany was asked about it on Watch What Happens Live, and she kind of brushed over it. She kind of, like, rolled her eyes and then brushed over it. I'm just saying that it's going to come back, and, you know, it's not a good idea to—I don't know. I mean, it's up to them if they want to keep the pastor or not, but, ugh. I mean, some of the things the pastor said, look it up. I'm not here to—I'm not Google. (laughs) Do me a favor and don't. Okay, so then we get an extended scene of a lot of them working— which was nice. It's nice to be reminded that they're working it, sir. Then we see Brittany telling Sheena and Lala about the engagement. at Like, they were at Sir, and Brittany tells Sheena and Lala about the engagement venue, and Sheena's face was really funny here, because <laughs> I just feel like Sheena probably thought her life was going to be in a different spot than it is, and we've all been there before. We've all been there. We've all thought, like, here I am, I'm watching this show, and I'm thinking, like, I thought my life would be different, and it's not. So we're all faced with that, and Sheena was certainly faced with that when Brittany was telling her about the engagement venue. <laughs> so then it's revealed that the guys are doing a guys' night, and the girls will be at Solvang. They say that they haven't asked Lisa for the time off to go to Solvang. And look, this is what I don't want for my Vanderpump Rules. I don't want these fucking stage moments. Lisa had the production schedule. She's a producer on the show. She knew they are going to be taking a cast trip. I don't need to sit here and fucking pretend that they all have to go ask for the time off to go to Solvang on a girls' trip. We all know that they're going to be doing this kind of stuff no matter what. Lisa knows that. Production knows that. 
come on. I just don't like that bullshit. And then I think, like, we're not seeing Lala film the movies she's in, but we are seeing her to pretend to ask for time off from Sir. Like, if she's filming movies, she's going to have to take more time off than two and a half days. And then Lisa's like, oh, well, as long as you're back by Friday night to work Friday night. And it's like, this is all such bullshit. Like, don't waste my time. Like, I'd rather see all that GoPro footage that we were talking about than this bullshit scene. I just don't like when my Vanderpump Rules tries to pretend we're something we're not. Okay? I quit. Quit it. So then we see James. This was really interesting. We see James with his therapist, Anita. I'm very happy that James is in therapy. He tells the therapist that he's been supporting his mom. He said his parents have been fighting about money, or they used to fight about money. He says he's bringing the only income, and it's too much for him. He cries. And I cried. I cried. I was watching and I cried. Something about this, they're showing us the side of James because he's been such a monster in the past. And it's so fucking manipulative. And it's working on me. Like, I can see through the fact that this is manipulative because James said such awful things at the beginning of the season. He was such a monster. And then they're trying to garner sympathy back for James. And it's 100% working on me. I was in tears. And then we saw like this shot. Did you guys catch this after the therapy scene? We saw him yelling at his mom on the phone, but it looked like it was clearly not supposed to be filmed because the camera people like just barely caught it. He was on the sidewalk and he was arguing. It wasn't planned. It seemed like a behind the curtain moment. And uh, the mom, his mom, that the mom, you guys, the mom, I said she's a star and she is a star, but she's also, oof. She makes me uncomfortable, you guys. She does. The more we see her, the more intrigued I am, but also the more horrified I am. More horrified I am. She seems like there's a lot going on there, and it's dark. That's the darkest shit going on right now. Truly, like the mom, James' mom stuff. Ugh. That's all I have to say about that. Then we cut to Katie and Stassi meet to talk about the trip. Katie says she used to hate on Lala, and then we saw a little flashback of Katie being mean to Lala for no reason. And look, all the girls turned on Lala once she put them on a jet. (laughs) And I want to judge them for that, but I probably would be the same way if Lala's putting me on a private jet. Although I wouldn't, I feel like I would at least stand up and say, like, we shouldn't take a jet to solving. I would like to think that I would. I don't know if I was in that situation if I would. But... At least Katie acknowledged the fact that she just like turned on her on a dime. <laughs> it's like, well, then she put me on a jet and now we're friends. Because that's what's going on here. They didn't like Lala and then Lala started putting them on jets and here we are. That's at least how I see it. So then it's also revealed that no one wants to room with Kristen, which, same. I wouldn't want to room with Kristen either. She seems like a nightmare to travel with. And being in a room with her, do you remember last season or the season before when Stasi was in the room with Kristen? Then we cut to Jax and Brittany at therapy. Now, Jax has met with this therapist before, but the therapist asked if they deal if they dealt with what happened last year. So it's clear that the therapist has literally only met with Jax and or Brittany like one time. I feel like she met with Jax once last season, and then now she's been with Jax and Brittany. And so that's not the kind of therapy you should do. I would just recommend if you're getting a therapist, maybe try to do it more than once. I think you should do it more than once on camera. And then privately, these people should be doing it as well. But that's not the point here. The point is, the therapist asks if they dealt with what happened last year. And Brittany says she won't bring it up because he doesn't like talking about it. And that's very troublesome to me. And Jax is like, so tense here. And he's like, I'm not tense at all. And she's like, well, you're tense. And he was tense, you guys. And then the therapist is like, you're telling her to shut up. And it was very tough to watch. I found it, I know that these two have had problems in the past, but I feel that we're seeing Jax is trying to move on to it, move on from it, and you can't just move on so quickly after that. I mean, it was like a really dark thing, lest we forget that Jax was literally caught on an audio recording saying that Brittany was fat, that he didn't care for her, and all this stuff, and as much as someone might not want to have to rehash that a million times, It's still something that you can't just pretend didn't happen. And I feel like largely we have. The audience, even. It's like, I find myself forgetting, like, what the fuck happened. 
I mean, that was some crazy shit. And the fact that we're all just moving on so fast, it's like, wow. I don't know that that's a good thing. So anyway, that's tough. Then we cut to James and Raquel listening to music with Ariana. You guys, Ariana's fucking recording with James. Like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) We've never seen Ariana record before. And now we're getting a new song. I was not expecting this at all. I was not expecting to get a song from James and Ariana. Ariana said, you've heard of Ariana Grande? Well, here's Ariana Venti, bitch. (laughs) What the fuck? What is this song? I need to hear the song because we only got a little snippet of it. We saw a snippet of Ariana in the studio. You know I love some footage of a Bravo celebrity in the studio. I live and breathe for footage of any of these people from reality TV in the studio. I love seeing Tom Sandoval and the trumpet in the studio. I love seeing Kim Zolciak sing Tightrope in the studio. I love seeing Countess Luann sing Money Can't Buy You Class. Lady, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. We have arrived. <laughs> Jams, jet, silhouettes. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you guys remember when Kim Zolciak was like, I'm on a tire hop? <laughs> I don't even remember the song. But it was with Dallas Austin in like one of the early seasons of Atlanta, and it was like her singing tightrope. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. Because what's so funny about, let's just talk about this for a second. When these Bravo celebrities get in the studio, like they're not trained singers. So they get in the studio, and we literally see footage of them. And it's like the, they don't want us to see that footage, but it's like a, a means to an end. So it's like they want to sell the song, they want to make money off the song. And the only way that they're going to do that is if they show us on the TV show, because if they do it off the TV show, no one's going to buy the fucking song. You know, no one's going to even know what happens. There's been a lot of Housewife singles that have happened off air. Even like Danielle Staub's single, we don't really think, people forget about it. Do you remember Danielle Staub came out with that lesbian anthem, Too Close? We, of course, remember the performance on Watch What Happens Live, but by and large, I think that's like a forgotten Housewife song. But when a Housewife does it on camera, like Melissa Gorga singing on display, something that happens on screen on a season, we remember it better. And so we are more likely to buy download, stream the song. So these people have to show us this if they want to make more money, but you know they don't want us to see this because none of them are good in the studio. Not a single one. I don't remember one being good in a studio. (laughs) Not a single goddamn one. And so I love seeing it, but it's just the mechanics of it and them deciding, like, well, should we shoot this? Like, you know they don't want to. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. <laughs> the greatest opening of a song ever. <laughs> oh, I love Lou, and I'm so excited for New York to come back. Oh my god, you guys, I'm living for New York's night. Number one, I will be covering the shit out of that show. I will be doing weekly recaps, and I am so excited. New York's my number one. Okay, so then they're playing the song, and then James' mom arrives, and I got nervous. It was like that Jaws theme started playing again because the mom showed up. Ariana left and mom came with her dog and James tells his mom that he needs to set boundaries. He says, number one, no talking about dad in his presence. And she said she, the dad took the three kids and she's bitter about it. Then James says, number two, if he's financial, if James is financially helping anyone, he wants to know how. And then it's revealed. Listen to this. James says that he's been giving her $200 every three days. What the fuck? $200 every three days? And then she says something, well, she's got other kids. But here's the thing. The other kids are older. I'm not saying that she's not supporting them. I'm just saying they are older. And something's not adding up here. I'm no mathematician. But $200 every three days, like... Something's going on. And the mom seems to have nice fashions on screen. But where is that money going from? Two. Where is it being spent? I have my ideas. I'm sure you can all think of your own ideas at home. But I have some theories of where that money's being spent, and I don't like any of them. I don't like it. I'm worried. 
And then she was like yelling at him. She said, you took your first steps at Tiffany. Say thank you. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy. The mom is acting like the victim, but the child is the victim here. She cries. And I, it's very gross kind of mothering. And I know James is an adult now, but it totally does give us this other side of James. And again, garner sympathy for James in a way that I wasn't thinking would be possible. But the mom, oh, you guys, this mom, we need to figure this mom out. And I don't even know if I want to see more of her or less of her because I'm getting very uncomfortable every time she's on screen now. I am. Dark stuff, like real, like a dark cloud over her every time she comes on screen. Anyway, then we cut to Jackson and Brittany as they're packing to go on Brittany's girls' trip. Brittany says she has no fucking clue where she's going. She says, I'm going to Solvang. I don't know where that is. And I was like, you know what? All right, good for you, Britt. She didn't know. I don't even know where Solvang is either. It's in California. Don't know where it is. So I'm right there with you, Britt. You know, I've lived here longer than you have. <laughs> I know. Brittany definitely moved here after I did. And uh, I don't know where the fuck Solvang is, and I need to find out. It looked beautiful. So then Jack says how he's having a guy's night, and then they do a flashback of all the previous guys' nights being crazy. And I think they're trying to set us up for a guy's night being crazy, but I don't know that it will be. I feel like it's going to be like, they want us to think that, but it's not going to happen. So then we see Peter and LVP at Sir. You know I love a Peter and LVP scene. They're my favorite now. Those are my favorite dynamic duo. <laughs> Those two. Those two I'd like to reboot a Simple Life with Peter and LVP. Wouldn't that be a treat? Just have Peter and LVP going around to like a small rural town and doing random odd jobs. I would watch the shit out of that. I would see them in a buddy cop comedy. I'd say, let's reboot Lethal Weapon with Peter and LVP. Anything that we can reboot with them, a Cagney and Lacey. I know, Perfect Strangers, remember that show? <laughs> that's a that's something from the vault, Perfect Strangers. You know, Lisa's like the bulky, and then Peter's the other one. I'd like to reboot anything that we can with Peter and LVP. So then James' mom shows up, and... She wants to talk to Lisa, and she asks Lisa if James can work there again, and then she asks if the other son, Harry, can come bus it, sir. And Jackie calls her Vanderpump to her face. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I don't like the mom. Oh, I have to tell you this, too. When I was watching it, Matt walked in the room, my boyfriend Matt, and he walked in and he said, Is that Dodie? <laughs> and that set my mind spiraling. That set my mind spiraling because... James's mom does look like Kristen. She looks like a more weathered version of Kristen. And that made me think of so many different things. Like, what the fuck? And Matt hasn't watched the show for a couple seasons. Like, he used to watch regularly, and then he fell off the past couple seasons. But he literally is like, oh, is that Kristen now? She looks different. And I was like, holy fuck. And, like, so many things opened up to me. Then we cut to the private plane. They're all on there with the dom. (laughs) <laughs> they're on with the dumb and then lala says that's what he does for the baby meaning randall and i do like that we had a lot of footage of this private plane even though it was just 20 minutes and lala says that she would fly private if she broke up with randall she would find another guy and i like that she's honest about that she's not hiding it good for you give him lala <laughs> give, give him lala and then the other girls are late because Kristen forgot her purse i thought stassi was very funny on this peter jennings I thought she was being cute. Stasi's a star again. Who would have thought it? We all turned on Stasi for a few seasons, and now she's come back in full force, and she's likable again. Whether we like it or not, she's likable. And she was so funny on this Peter Jennings, on this 20-minute flight. I don't know. Then, oh, we do see Jax back in West Hollywood telling James about Guy's Night, but not inviting him. And I think Jax and James will rebound their relationship, for sure. I don't know when it'll happen, but it seems like they're already on the mend. I bet you James is invited to the wedding. I think it'll happen. And I think James even alluded to that when he was on Watch What Happens Live. Anyway, then we cut to Solvang. The girls arrive. They get a private car. Lala reveals that she loves the movie Sideways. And I thought, wow, I have a lot in common with Lala. <laughs> like, I, I love the movie Sideways, too. Sa- Sandra O oh in A Star Making Turn. Who, what's not to love? If you've never seen the movie Sideways, go rent it. It's fantastic. Then they keep setting up that crazy Kristen is coming again. She's like circling the water, and she's 
going to be there. She's already kind of made herself known, but she's coming back. She's definitely coming back. Then one of my favorite parts of this whole episode was Sheena rooming alone. <laughs> like the whole episode, you guys, this, let's talk about this for a second. The whole episode, they're talking about how awful Kristen is to travel with. And yet still, even though they're setting this up that Kristen's a monster to travel with, still, Sheena's the one that's rooming alone. Sheena. <laughs> so fucking funny. Stassi and Ariana. Ariana was like Sheena's good friend, and she's rooming with Stassi. And Sheena is literally by herself. They totally changed the music when they show Sheena getting in her room. And she took out her stuffed animal frog or whatever the fuck that was. She puts it on the extra bed. And they even changed the music. The background music changed. And it was like this quirky, like, (laughs) do-do-do-do-do-do. It's real embarrassing footage of Sheena. And once again, I would just like to say, it's so abundantly clear that the editors are making Sheena look annoying, sad, pathetic, horrible. (laughs) And it's hysterical to watch. but. It's like they purposely do everything they can to make Sheena look like such an asshole. <laughs> it's like just footage of her going alone in a room. And it's almost to the point, like, I'm starting to notice that I'm like, I feel bad for Sheena, because every fucking scene, she's supposed to look more annoying than before. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. But no one wanted to stay with Kristen, and yet Kristen had a roommate. <laughs> Sheena. <laughs> No one wants to live with Sheena. <laughs> so, it's so awful, you guys. <laughs> Poor Sheena. Uh, but Kristen was so stressed. She said Carter didn't help her that morning when he was. she wanted to, you know, get traveling. Anyway, back at Sir, we see James and Harry interviewing with Peter and Guillermo. And we need to talk about how hot Guillermo is. Why don't we see him more? I'd like to see more of Guillermo in and out of his clothes. I'd like Guillermo to start an OnlyFans account. I would like him in, you know, X-rated videos. (laughs) I just think he's, like, such a silver fox. I'm, like, very into Guillermo. Like, when they showed him there, I was like, holy fuck. And I know Guillermo's, like, a model, but he is... I was... Ooh, I was wet. I was wet. I saw him, and I was wet. He's a beautiful man. A true silver fox. I mean, like, that's the name of the name of the game. Anyway, they were trying to get Harry a job, and James cried. And again, I'm feeling bad for James. I'm not proud of it. Don't want to, but here we are. Back in Solvang, Kristen's eating the plants. She is drunk. <laughs> drunk, as a funk- drunk as a fucking skunk. And she was just eating the flowers around her. They were, were stopping, and they were looking at lavender. And Kristen was just like, yeah, it's lavender. And then she just put it in her mouth. Ariana, I think, said a dog probably shit on there, and Kristen just ate it. <laughs> Drunk Kristen is, was so funny already, and we were just getting her. They were, like, arriving in these wineries and just sampling the wine. And I've been there before where I kind of misjudge my timeline, you know, when you're on vacation. Because you're on vacation, I feel like my first instinct when I get on vacation is, like, I want to loosen up, so I have a drink right away, or on the plane, or wherever. And then I forget that I can't handle much alcohol. Like, I can only handle a couple drinks. And so, all of a sudden, like, I get drunk way too quickly. It always happens when I go to Vegas. Because I think, like, oh, I'm in Vegas. I'm going to get wild. And then it's, like, three vodka sodas, and I'm ready to take a nap. And then my mind will be like, you should have some caffeine. So I'll have, like, a coffee or some Diet Coke or something. And then it, like, keeps me up. And then I'm just a drunk mess like Kristen. But they were all drinking and she was being so ridiculous to the wine taster people <laughs> and she was like chugging her wine i was dying i thought it was so fucking funny sheena said that her trainer doesn't like her to drink wine and oh stassi told us like the behavior we should look for when crazy kristen's coming out she said you should here's the signs that crazy kristen's coming she said number 1 weird behavior number 2 rambling incoherently and number three, drinking a lot. And we end the episode with all three of those things happening. Crazy Kristen is here. We've missed her. Although I would argue that she's been around before. She hasn't been drunk, Crazy Kristen, but like on Pride, she was definitely Crazy Kristen. Like she scaled a fence with a woman named Hope to confront her ex boyfriend. <laughs> she's definitely around, but 
you know, it just maybe hasn't been the drunk version of Crazy Kristen, but she's definitely been Kristen crazy. So that was the episode. Next week, we get our fall in that, like, iconic fall that we saw in the trailer. We get that next week. I cannot fucking wait. I really love this episode. It had what I think was, like, all the things that we like from Vanderpump Rules. It had, like, a lot of laughs with the drunk Crazy Kristen and Sheena rooming alone, you know, and the girls going on the Peter Jennings. It had the drama, like the Bra- Jackson Brittany of it all, James and the mom. It had everything we want. It also it had a little vacation. It was nice to see Solvang. I liked seeing it. I know it wasn't like a super glam. It was kind of glamorous. Like, I thought it was kind of glamorous. It wasn't like super, super fancy. Like, we've definitely seen more elaborate vacations on Housewives. But I thought it was like a, for like a cheap house, or for like a cheap Bravo getaway. I thought this was one of their best. You know, because sometimes on these shows, they'll do like that little mini vacation. Do you remember? I was just rewatching on The Real Houses in New York. Remember when they went to Atlantic City? And to me, that was like a really low budget Housewives vacation or Bravo vacation. And you could tell. Solving was cheap, but we still got some glamour with the Peter Jennings. We still got some glamour with the cute little wineries. I liked it. P.S. I did just watch that. Rehouse is a New York Atlanta city trip. And I mean, it was really iconic. Like them in the limo ride. Do you remember when Sonia wouldn't let them in there, her foyer? Ugh, you guys, if you haven't watched that, go watch that episode. I forget what season it is, but it's on Hulu. It is phenomenal TV. Like there's literally almost half the episode is them waiting in the limo because it's raining outside and Sonia wouldn't let them in her foyer. And Heather's like so fucking pissed. Justice for Heather. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, that was our episode of Vanderpump Rules. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Thank you all so much for listening. We have to do our little cool down. Real quickly, I just want to say we'll be back. I'll be back for a recap of this week's premiere of The Real Hustles of Beverly Hills. I think it premieres on Tuesday, so hopefully the recap will be out on Wednesday. And then Thursday, there'll be a recap of Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club with a special guest. And I love you all so much for listening. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Think of your favorite wine. Your favorite wine. If you drink wine or if you don't, think of your favorite drink. 
breathe out. Okay, so this episode of Vanderpump Rules, that trip to Solvent, got me thinking about wine. I love a good glass of wine. I like a Pinot Noir. I'm going to have a glass of Pinot Noir tonight and just relax. And I'm going to pretend I'm in Solvang or in the movie Sideways. I'm going to pretend I'm Sandra O oh or Lala, both very similar creatures. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm going to relax and enjoy it. So I hope you do too. Get your glass of your favorite wine or your favorite drink. I love you all so much for listening. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.